Welcome to Experiences Canada's Allyship Podcast Series. After participating in a four-month program of bi-weekly webinars on various social justice topics, over 50 youth aged 14 to 18 from across Canada gathered in Winnipeg, Manitoba from May 6th to 8th, 2022 to share their ideas and strategies for community action and youth engagement. As a culminating project for the program, the youth were asked to work collaboratively to develop, record, and edit these podcast episodes on youth allyship and advocacy. We are excited to share their work with the world and provide them with a platform to amplify their voices. Enjoy! Welcome, folks, to the Experiences Canada Youth Forum podcast on allyship. In this podcast, you will be hearing the perspectives of six high school students from across Canada gathered in what is now known as Winnipeg, Treaty 1 territory in the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples in the homeland of the Métis Nation. For the past four months, 60 youth from across Canada have been participating in bi-weekly webinars on various social justice topics through Experiences Canada's Youth Leadership Forum on Allyship. We are now gathered in Winnipeg, putting our learning into action and recording educational podcasts on allyship. My name is Aislinn. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 15 years old. I'm of white European descent, and I'm living in Ontario. Hi, my name is Namirembe. I'm 15 years old. I use she, her pronouns. I'm from Manitoba, and I am a first-generation Canadian of Guinean and Ugandan descent. Hi, my name is Olivia. I use she, her pronouns. I'm 16 years old and from BC, and my families are white settlers from Europe. Hi, my name's Alice. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a white newcomer to Canada from England, currently living in Prince Edward Island. Hi, my name is Mayhul. I'm 17 years old from the Greater Toronto Area. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a first-generation immigrant of Indian descent. Hi, my name is Donovan Burt. I'm 18 years old, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm a white settler of Irish and Scottish descent, and I currently reside in Prince Edward Island. To start, we've got a bit of a broad question. What does allyship mean to you? I'd like to start off with the official definition of allyship from the Anti-Oppression Network. It's an active and consistent practice of unlearning and reevaluating, in which a person in a position of privilege and power seeks to operate in solidarity with a marginalized group. So building off the idea from the definition of unlearning and reevaluating, a big part of being an ally is the idea of lifelong learning and really being adaptable. Uh, with a lot of social topics especially, knowledge is changing constantly, so having that open mind and being willing to change what you know is a really, really important part of being an ally. It really runs into the idea that you have to use your ears more than your voice. You have to be willing to listen to what other people have to say so that you can help build them up. This also runs into asking questions. You have to make sure that you, you're not always doing the talking. It's not about you. It's about asking about someone's experiences and their life. A really great way to sum it up is just the idea that you don't have to know everything. There's no way you're ever going to know everything. But you should always be willing to learn anything when given the opportunity. It's letting others make the rules about themselves. You have to respect their boundaries. You have to respect their identities and their experiences. So when someone tells you something, you have to listen and respect it. Yeah, those are some really great thoughts. Mayhul, did you have something to add? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just being mindful and being mindful of like everyone's intersectionality and their own intersectionality. Because being able to recognize that society puts people in boxes, um, being able to recognize that and understand that it's suffocating and it's that's why it's important to build each other up is super important. 
Because I think that's kind of goes hand in hand with recognizing that there's a difference between being a savior and being an ally. Because while privilege should be acknowledged, it's also important to realize that everyone needs an ally in some aspect of their life and their identity. And everyone needs someone to advocate for them because collectively as a community, no one can just go through life just advocating for themselves. They need like a support system. Um, and that can be through examples of like the battle for to promote men's mental health or to promote feminism or for equity of people with disabilities or for fighting for racial equality. Like for me, while I recognize that I am a part of a marginalized community in terms of race, I still also recognize that I have privilege in other ways. So that's privilege in terms of being able-bodied or having a roof over my head. And so collectively being able to advocate for one another while also recognizing that you also need that in turn kind of helps make for a more genuine conversation and discussion between people. Which brings us into a big part of allyship, which is reframing our outlook on privilege. Privilege is often seen as a bad thing, as something that's kind of cast upon you, something you were just born with. But if you take that privilege and you use it as a tool to influence the world for better. Yeah, for sure. Like The main purpose of allyship is not to take those privileges away from people, but more so to break down barriers. That way people who were behind can also have those privileges as well. Yeah, those are all really great thoughts. So moving on to the next question, we're going to be focusing on how to be an ally and how not to be an ally. Nami Rembe, why don't you start us off? Okay, so for me, really being an ally, you amplify, you support, you listen, you learn. Those are all just really important aspects. Like I remember there were times where I really needed this, but I didn't receive it. Like for example, as an elementary school, and there's this one boy and he was like really racist. And the best the teacher could do was like, move us to like separate sides of the classroom and so like maybe moving me to the other class and I feel it's because she really didn't understand like what I was telling her she didn't like listen to how I was feeling really and maybe viewed it more as kind of like low-level type bullying instead of like a traumatic experience that I'm going through and then for how not to be an ally really for me performative allyship is such a bad thing. If you feel that you need to be rewarded or validated by the community that you're claiming to be an ally to, you're really not a true ally. Also, if you view allyship as a trend, so then once like kind of the problem has more so settled down or it's no longer trendy, that's also not proper allyship. That is performative allyship. Uh, for example, during the climax of like the George Floyd kind of incident, I remember there's this one boy and who was in my class and he would text me every single time someone would say something racist on the internet thinking I'd like congratulate him or praise him for like saving the black community. But really to me, that seemed really fake and performative and it really was not true allyship. Yeah, thank you for those thoughts, Nami Rembe. I think that a trap that many people fall into while trying to be allies is taking charge of and thinking they know what's best for the marginalized or oppressed group. Our job as allies isn't to take charge and lead. Instead, we should be amplifying the voices and bringing up those who need it into positions of leadership. Um, I know for myself, I always want to take charge and be the leader, but I have to remind myself, um, quite frankly, that it isn't about me. It's about the community that I'm trying to help. And no matter how much I think I know, I don't know what's best for a group that I'm not part of. Um, I think for me, 
in terms of uh, allyship and being a not so great ally, I guess, is also when we can also talk about that in terms of people who are part of the marginalized community themselves, because I think it's important, obviously, to have outside support, but obviously it starts um, in the community itself. And because of where I grew up, um, it's very, very diverse there. So I didn't grow up thinking that I was a minority until I became like a teenager because everyone collectively didn't look like me or did look like me because we were all just a bunch of minorities living together. And so the thing that I've noticed is that especially with um, older generations, sometimes it's hard for them to understand what um, people of that marginalized community who are younger go through. Because if they were to come up and say something and say how they're feeling or say if they were getting bullied or if someone made a comment that made, that was hurtful to them, um, a lot of the times the responses are to kind of just like brush it off because um, for older generations, because they've been through a lot worse, it's like it was so much worse in my time. So um, you should be grateful that it's only kind of bad for you, um, which is really sad because it kind of it's indicative that that generational trauma that exists in communities of marginalized groups because they're so used to like almost like fighting for their right to just do basic human things that like the smaller like offensive like little comments and stuff just kind of roll off their backs which makes it which invalidates others obviously who do who are hurt by those comments and so it's kind of also goes to show that like um they kind of treat younger generations the same way that they were once treated like for me, for example, like I have like neighbors and stuff who used to like come up to me who were also part of marginalized communities, um, but they would come up to me and ask where I'm from. But because I've only ever been in Canada and I grew up here and I've never been anywhere else, like I would answer Canada, but then they would be like, no, but like, where are you actually from? And that like obviously is like a microaggression because they're assuming because I don't look like what you would think of as like a Canadian. Um, they're assuming that I'm just like not actually a Canadian. And so obviously I understand that their intent isn't to be offensive, but because that's how they were talked to um, by other people, that's kind of how they've grown to talk to other younger people. Um, And so I think it also goes for um, youth talking to other youth as well, because our society kind of fosters this idea that you can, if you make fun of yourself, you're safe because if you're racializing yourself, it stops other people from doing it for you because you already know that you're in that position. And so, but it's only based off what they've seen and heard in the media and in society. And that kind of just further propagates stereotypes. And because it's one thing to just like blow off steam, but it's another thing to just be outright offensive to, and you can be offensive to your own culture and your own race. Yeah, those are some really important thoughts that we should all kind of ponder on. Alice, did you have anything to add? Yeah, I think one of the main things for me on like how to be an ally is just being willing to learn about other people and understanding them because for me the goal is just to make everyone feel comfortable and welcome in an environment and I think the key to that is being willing to learn about different cultures different identities or whatever and then taking that and also it's just not overdoing it you know you can't overwhelm someone with something because if you really go overboard and force too much on them, it could make the situation worse in a way. So I think you really have to talk to whoever you're trying to make comfortable or, like I said, learn and understand how you can help them feel comfortable but not 
overwhelmed in their situation. Okay, that's an awesome point. Thank you, Alice. In conclusion, I'm wondering how has the opportunity to learn more about social justice topics through this program helped to develop your sense of allyship? For me, the biggest thing I've gained from this program has really been my self-awareness. Getting to learn more and understand more about different communities and different cultures has really allowed me to address my subconscious biases. Growing up on PEI, there's not a lot of diversity, so kind of having that knowledge and understanding the like experiences of these different groups of people more has really allowed me to kind of recognize not when I like say something, but if I'm like, I'll just like think something subconsciously. And it's really allowed me to bring those thoughts to my conscious and really address them within myself and work on my subconscious biases through the lens of knowing those other people's perspectives. Yeah. With me, I think my biggest takeaway is just being a better ally. We only touched on seven main topics, but you can take what you learned from those and apply them to everyone in your life. So I think I've just learned how to be a better ally, how to better support those around me, and how to just be a better person on this planet. Yeah, for me, it was definitely just learning about also like different stories that have happened in the past or whether it's recently. Um, And also just listening to other people's perspectives and what they have to say definitely helped me learn. And I really loved listening to all the presenters that we've had. Yeah, it was really incredible for me to be able to hear the different opinions and perspectives and viewpoints from youth, like quite literally all across Canada. I think it's really important to be able to hear different views and opinions than yourself. And that's how you grow as a person. And that's how you grow as an ally. And after hearing all these different youth speak about all these different topics um, and what they're passionate about, it's made me more empowered to make a difference in my community. I think, like Donovan said, PEI, it really doesn't have a lot of diversity, so it was really nice being able to just open up my eyes again because England did have a lot of diversity, but then going to PEI where there wasn't a lot, it kind of takes it away. And it was just getting to talk with people who have similar passions to you to like develop this allyship. It was just really nice to be around similar people and be able to share your thoughts in a comfortable environment. Um, And I think for me, I really liked how I got to see so many different perspectives, obviously, like how everyone else said, um, just because I feel like a lot of the time when you're hearing stories and you're reading about certain things that have happened in the past and just continue to happen, it's easy to put people in a box and kind of let people of like a marginalized community just be that in your mind. But I think through the forums and just seeing so many different personalities and perspectives and like lifestyles and just hearing different people talk kind of like dimensionalizes like all of the people that are a part of these communities and just kind of makes us all more connected in that way. To summarize everything we've said, we want you to remember to listen to those around you and respect the boundaries people set. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope we were able to teach you something and that you can walk away as a better ally. Thanks for listening! We would like to take a moment to thank our wonderful sponsors, the Department of Canadian Heritage, Canada Life, Power Corporation, and WestJet for making this series possible. Experiences Canada is a nationally registered charity that helps young Canadians to explore their country in ways they may have never imagined through reciprocal exchanges, forums, and other experiential learning opportunities to travel and connect with one another. 
Please visit our website, www.experiencescanada.ca, for more information on our programs. Be sure to check out the other podcasts in our allyship series and learn alongside us as we work towards becoming better allies in all aspects of our lives.